To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message on this third Sunday in Advent actually is a blending of all the readings. The Old Testament from Isaiah 35, uh, the epistle from James 5, and the gospel from Matthew 11. Uh, Recall just these words from Isaiah 35. Your God will come. From James. You too must be patient. Don't give up hope. The Lord will soon be here. And from Matthew 11. Whoever doesn't lose his faith in me is indeed blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who came, who is coming to us to his holy word and will come again visibly to take his believers to heaven, my beloved. Years ago, Uh, My mother-in-law would tease me every once in a while with this little phrase. Patience is a virtue. Catch it if you can. Seldom found in woman, never found in man. All three readings this morning talk about believers who were having problems being patient, waiting for relief from their problems and not knowing when that relief would come, and everything seemed to be out of control. And so it was through the prophet Isaiah, God prophesied that even though their country and their beautiful city of Jerusalem would be destroyed and lie in desolation, yet one day it would be restored to beauty. And so he told Isaiah, the Lord will come, be patient. The readers of uh, St. James' letter were very poor, and they were getting cheated by their, and some of them times even murdered by their rich employers, and they were suffering persecution for their faith. But St. James says, even in the midst of all that stuff, the cheating and the murdering and everything else, don't retaliate, be patient. And then there's Matthew 11, the account of uh, St. John the Baptist, who was in prison. He was in prison for being very bold to uh, talk to King Herod uh, and to uh, chastise him for living in adultery with his sister-in-law. And Herod didn't like that, so he he, uh, threw John the Baptist into prison. And uh, Jesus' ministry at that time was going great guns. So you could well imagine what John must have been thinking in prison. And so he probably had some doubts. What about this guy that I've been preaching for these past years? And so he sent two of his disciples to ask Jesus, are you really the one who is going to be coming, the Messiah, or should we look for somebody else? You see, John was getting impatient, rotting away in prison. Anything making you impatient today? Our world today is not conducive to fostering patience. We want it, and we want it now. Drive through McDonald's, drive through banking, Got a headache? Pop a pill. Don't like a channel? Click it off with your remote. Quick fixes. 
So many things in life make us impatient. Imagine if you'd have to go to DSL dial-up for your computer. Oh, my goodness. Does that seem like an antique? And now, no matter how much speed you can have on, on your computer, it doesn't seem like enough. Wait for the red light. Wait in line at the grocery store. Kids waiting for Christmas to come. Parents waiting for Christmas to be over. But then there are those real serious hardships in life that sometimes make us impatient. It's difficult waiting contentedly for relief. Lose a job and not know if you're going to get another one. Your home equity falls and you wonder when it's going to recover. Your uh, retirement portfolio falls and you wonder when it's going to recover. A medical diagnosis is not good and you don't know what the results are going to be. A loved one is in Afghanistan and you don't know when they're going to come home. You have to be in extended rehab and you don't know when you're going to come home. How do you get patience? Well, I think you learn it from the example of others. James, in his epistle this morning, talks about the farmer how the farmer has to be patient for his crops to grow. He has to be patient waiting for the spring and the fall rains. He also talks about Job, how Job exhibited great patience in his suffering where 10 of his children died. He had to wait for the Lord's relief. I learned how to sit patiently in church when I was a kid. I don't know if I was five, six, or seven. And my mom and dad had four little boys, you know, bing, bing, right on down the line. And we were all wiggly and squirmy in the pews. And I remember my dad had a, had a favorite little tactic. He would grab one of our legs, our knees, just our, our leg right, right above the knee, and pinch really hard. And the pain was excruciating. But through that painful experience, we learned patience in church. Painful trials can teach patience. But how do you get patience? By looking to others for examples. How about trying God as an example? Adam, where are you? Evading the question, blaming his wife, blaming the snake, running away. And God exhibits great patience and he promises a savior. Noah's day. God told Noah, tell the people 120 years to repent. 120 years to repent. God exhibited great patience. God watched over those whining and those complaining people in the wilderness for 40 years. From Exodus, the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him and called out his own name, the Lord. Then he passed in front of Moses, calling out, The Lord, the Lord, a compassionate and merciful God, patient, always faithful and ready to forgive. He continues to show his love to thousands of generations, forgiving wrongdoing, disobedience, and sin. He never lets the guilty go unpunished, punishing children and grandchildren for their parents' sins to the third and fourth generation. Immediately Moses knelt, bowing with his face, touching the ground. Then he said, Lord... Please go with us, even though we are impossible to deal with, 
Forgive our sin and the wrong we have done and accept us as your own, as he did for 40 years. How about God's own son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah? Why do you question me? Question those who heard what I said to them. They know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the guards standing near Jesus slapped his face and said, Is that how you treat the chief priest? Jesus replied to him, If I've said anything wrong, tell me what it was. But if I've told you the truth, why do you hit me? Annas sent Jesus to Caiaphas, the chief priest. Jesus was still tied up. So patient was our Savior with impatient people. They said to him, We were discussing what happened to Jesus from Nazareth. He was a powerful prophet in what he did and said in the sight of God and all the people. Our chief priests and rulers had condemned him to death and crucified him. We were hoping that he was the one who would free Israel. What's more, this is now the third day since everything happened. Some of the women from our group startled us. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They told us they had seen angels and that they said he was alive. Some of our men went to the tomb and found it empty, as the women had said, but they didn't see him. Then Jesus said to them, How foolish you are. How slow you are to believe everything the prophets said. Didn't the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then he began with Moses' teachings and the prophets to explain to them what was said about him Throughout the scriptures, what great patience for those so slow to believe. God is so perfect with his people who are so many times so impatient. John, rotting there in prison, impatient. Impatient disciples. Jesus said to him, Judas, do you intend to betray the Son of Man with a kiss? The men who were with Jesus saw what was going on, so they asked him, Lord, should we use our swords to fight? One of his disciples cut off the right ear of one of the chief priest's servants. But Jesus said, stop, that's enough of this. Then he touched the servant's ear and healed him. What great patience. Book of Numbers. Moses took his staff out of the tent in, in the Lord's presence as he, as he had been commanded. Then Moses and Aaron assembled the community in front of the rock and said to them, Listen, you rebels, must we draw water for you? Moses raised his hand and hit the rock. Twice with the staff, water came pouring out, and all the people and the animals drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, You didn't trust me. You didn't show the Israelites how holy I am. So you will not bring this congregation into the land I'm giving them. Patience, you see, is a virtue that's hard to come by even for believers. How do you deal with our impatience? Only one way I know of, the promises of God. Isaiah says, your Lord will come. Relief is on the way. You can be patient. St. James says, don't give up hope. The Lord will soon be here. 
Jesus told the disciples and the people about John, whoever doesn't lose his faith in me is indeed blessed. Patience, waiting calmly and contentedly for relief. Not knowing when the relief will come. And patience is a gift from God. Now, you may not want it, but God wants you to have it. And as you wait, please recognize that you own the most priceless possession that anyone can attain a guaranteed inheritance of a new heaven and a new earth because you are a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ. God encourages patience, 1 Peter. But the spiritual nature produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He also tells us God who shows you his kindness and who has called you through Jesus Christ to his eternal glory will restore you, strengthen you, make you strong, and support you as you suffer for a little while. Power belongs to him forever. Promises of God. Sometimes in life, when everything else to be, it seems to be gone, promises... Sometimes in life, it's all you have. Every day in life, it's all you need. God granted for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <laughs>